Well, good evening. Hello and welcome to Loving Your Garden Live, our weekly get-together where our gardening guru, John Sterland, avails himself to share his wisdom <laughs> and more than 50 years professional horticultural oh, experience. The old, oh, yes, the old it won't fella. be long before it's 51. <laughs> This week is uh, pretty straightforward, though, isn't it, John? As the temperatures warm up and the oh. growing season starts in earnest. Well, uh, I've I've been out. To, uh, I, I thought this afternoon had uh, not been great, so I thought I'm going to go for a walk with my wildlife artist friend, and I could not believe it. I thought I'll take a coat. The difference from yesterday with that wind. I'm not complaining because the cuckoos are here and swallows are here. Lovely. And yeah, the thing so, is, it was forecast to be um, a wet day here today, and it's been anything but. Honestly, Rod, we could really do with some. I've been watering yeah. plants that I have actually planted, and one or two things that do like. I'm filling the pond up, believe it or not. Yep. To, yep. Uh, yep. Well, I've literally just changed uh, from a, a whole day in the garden, planting, weeding, watering, sorting the pond, and I still feel as though I've got a mountain of work to do, John. It's, just, it's, it's amazing. It's such yes. a busy time of year, this. My friend says, oh, you know, I've got to do this and that to do that. I says, that's gardening. You know, these plants weren't here. They've come here, and the, one of the wonderful things about gardening is is – growing things that don't necessarily cope with our conditions and and that's what gardening's all about and, and as you can see you know a lot of the comments and the photographs are just phenomenal at the moment we were going to start with sowing hardy uh, annuals weren't we yes and yes we can yes we can so we can be sowing hardy annuals and the old traditional way was with the hardy annuals are the ones we normally sow straight out into the garden but it is amazing how many of those can be sown inside you can prick them off and then plant them out just as the half hardy annuals uh, as we do with those the old traditional way was to sow lines of seed because then you, within that line, you could see what was the plant you were, you know, that was the majority of the plant you were wanting and you could take everything else out. Um, I like just scattering seeds and just letting them come up. Uh, that way you've got to know which is your, um, the weeds and things like that. But so long as you let them go that little bit, you'll soon work out which are the weeds. And um, and then off they go and um, often people ask is it worth putting fertilizer down i wouldn't put too much down it all depends on your soil of course if you've got very sandy soil that's rather short of nutrients it might be worth putting a bit of grow more down something like that when you sow because when the grow more is ready to give to the to give to the plants they've germinated by then so it's a it's a good time uh, if you are planting plants it's best to put it on a couple of weeks before so the grow more's broken down but um yeah so go for it it's wonderful i've already sown some hardy annuals and I've, I've also sown some wildflowers as well where all my bulbs are under the trees so i've sown through those so that they'll come up when the bulbs have died down and we'll have something to uh, to to look at through the summer mm. yeah the other thing that's happening in the garden as well is herbaceous perennials um there's some fabulous ones in the garden centers now because and they bring them on a little bit 
but there's there's some wonderful wonderful perennials out there and mine are really start it's amazing how 24 hours of warm weather can really get them going i went out this morning and one of my favorites which is a babascum chaxii it was absolutely fantastic. It's really, really put some leaf on overnight, really. I, a couple of days ago, I gave it some water, and I also gave it a little bit of phosphogen, so that's probably helped as well because it's uh, complete food. But I love Babascum chaxii, and the bees absolutely adore it as well. We wanted to talk about um, whether or not now is a good time to buy bedding plants as plugs, on the provider that we don't try and plant them outside just yet. Yes, well, we're, we're in April. If you buy plugs, they'll be spot on for, again, down south, perhaps early May, um, Midlands, mid-May, you know, and, and, and in the north, that little bit later. So, yes, it's a good time now to, to get your plugs, just small plants. Just be prepared. The thing is, in the glass house, if you, you you'll be growing them on, just keep a newspaper or something like that because newspaper is a fantastic insulator. And um, if you put, if we get a cool night, we're, we're going to get some more cool nights. But sometimes I feel that if you grow these things in a, in your glass house and it goes down to four or five, they'll quite happily they'll get used to the, that coolness. Um, and then when we get a real cool night just a bit of newspaper over them and they'll and they'll be fine whereas when they grow them fast in the commercial places you know and then they come to the garden center and you and you get them it they can be a little bit tender so um yes it's it is a good time rod and to me um if you pl- if you put them in pots Again, I always recommend that little bit of slow-release fertilizer, although your bedding will be going out later. So uh, um, when it comes to planting, we can chat about uh, planting because, I don't. again, with bedding, I don't like giving them too much fertilizer. It should get enormous, great big things, and flowering might be, might be a lot poorer. Our soil here is, is quite poor. Last year, I gave my herbaceous perennials quite a bit of feed. We got some good flower, but they grew very, very, very big. And um, so this year, I'm just leaving them to um, make their own way this year because things, nutrients are in the soil, so we'll be fine. Now, greenhouses. Yes. What do you want to say about greenhouses? Well, it's, uh, they, they, they are very, very popular um uh, and even more popular at the moment and i i I sent you a couple of photographs today yeah i'm gonna put them up in a minute (laughs) one that is rather classy and another one which is mine which i inherited in this garden although after after a whole career in horticulture i'm quite happy with my little glass house now at the moment it's got pelagoniums in and things like that the other day when we had that very low temperature, I did put a candle in, but I shall just be using newspaper from now on. So if you're buying, obviously it's where it's going to go. It's If it's in somewhere where it's really ornamental, you know, if you can afford it, try and get something that that's a little bit more ornamental. 
Yeah, so get what you can afford. And importantly about a glass house as well, where you get spring sunshine. Now, commercially, we go for winter sunshine because obviously in winter, and if you're going to heat it at all, then go for winter sunshine because as soon as the sun comes up on a glass house, your heating goes off because the sun's doing the job. Mm. The last thing you want in winter is a is the glass house out of the sun all day and you've got to the heaters staying on and of course with the just with the rising energy costs it's going to be a lot more if you possibly can as well bubble polythene all over the inside will cut the heating down by about 33% so you know and you get used to it and the plants get used to it yes Bubble polythene will bring the light down because we want to get as much light into a glass house as possible. Uh, this is Frank saying, I noticed twin wool polycarbonate keeps freezing off. I had my doubts, but more protection than glass. What's your view on polycarbonate? Oh, yes, yes, it is. The tw- the, yeah, twin polycarbonate. Thing is, glass is glass. It stays for years and years and years um, and gives good light transmission. Polycarbonate is brilliant when it's new. But, you know, it does eventually go off. But, um, n- no, it's, it is it is very, very good because you've got that layer of air inside um, the tubes. It's usually mm. tubes, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally agree there. Just going back to heating, the most efficient heating is electricity, believe it. Oh, no, it's quite expensive. Also, if you've got a closed glass house, you need to keep the air moving. So if I had, if I recommended any sort of heating really it's an electric fan heater you can have it set really low and what it does is keeps that air going around the glass house so you don't suffer so much from botrytis and diseases like that when it gets cold and try and keep your plants as dry as possible and that will also help prevent botrytis okay so from greenhouses uh i thought which we just chat very briefly about some border plant suggestions only because I've been uh, up at um, uh, Barnsdale Gardens this week buying the place out. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I try and look ahead when I'm planting and, and you know, what's going to be good in, in a month or two months time. And so peony, I'm a bit late now, but I managed to get another peony in. There's some fantastic peonies. Um, you know, I like the taller ones. I mean, I've got a piece of my mum's old one, which, you know, it's a red, the old traditional red. And, it, you know, if you if you go out for a day, it's flowered and finished. Uh, I'm I'm a fan of the tree peonies. Yes. I do now, like tree peonies. I've got They're a space right. in the garden for a tree peony, but I haven't found one that I, that, that does the that would do the job. No. So I don't know where to go, really. Barnes um, didn't have one. Good garden centres should sell them. Um, most good garden centres should t- sell them. They'll either sell them as varieties, named varieties, or for a bit, little bit cheaper, they'll just say red or whatever. Hmm. You know, it depends how deep you want to go into it. But I've got a tree peony in the garden. I did actually, you know, in the uh, the couple of weeks, lovely weather we had. Yeah. Put all its foliage on. So um, last a few the last couple of nights, not last night, but the night before and the night before, I did have cardboard. I put cardboard over it as well because the frost has nipped 
a couple of um, things. I've got a nice polygonum. I think it's red dragon, and it's taken the foliage of that. It will come back again. It always does. But, okay. um, again, I've been caught out, you see, not putting uh, something over that. But that's gardening, as I say. But spirea goes um, – you, you get your – Lovely colours. Two or three feet and there's some nice – flowers on them yes uh, there's very right. there's different ones spirea arguta there's is a bridal wreath one the beautiful spirea japonica there's so right. many different ones that you've got to study um yeah. some of them absolutely gorgeous white flowers and yeah. and then others that flower later and they're usually the ones with the gold the lovely foliage that the new foliage comes out now and it's it's absolutely fantastic and remember david David Stevens says you've got that the shrubs are your background and then you in front of those you've got the the herbaceous perennials and things like that with looking at herbaceous perennials the taller ones at the back you do go taller ones at the back uh, mediums in the middle smaller ones at the front and so you get that lovely cascading yeah. and in each zone you get obviously each plant goes to a different height so you get that lovely wavy system it's it, it really is lovely and a lot of the modern varieties of the herbaceous now nowadays are bred that little bit smaller so that they don't necessarily need staking you know years ago when i did my apprenticeship and i know they still do at anglesey abbey in cambridgeshire they state you, you, you have something like delphiniums at the back and of course everyone needs staking and you get a bit of wind and so we staked everyone with a cane and um look magnificent but um you know there was a lot of work in the herbaceous border many years ago but like i say the modern varieties really have helped by just standing up for themselves oh polymonium uh yeah i've had a go at that i've bought three of those just to see um how they look in the garden about two foot high sort of blue yes. purple flowers they look yeah. really nice yeah the deeper that you can get a herbaceous border the better and most of the herbaceous are brilliant for the bees yeah beetles stuff that's why like i went that. for them yeah and really? so many herbaceous geraniums to go out as well isn't there I mean, oh just fantastic <laughs> plants yes it is a brilliant plant and it's a brilliant plant for shady areas as well one great one that's flowering at the moment um for shady areas is pulmonaria lungwort ah oh, some of them are, are fabulous sissinghurst white sissinghurst blue and then there's just a normal one it's um wonderful a wonderful plant as well and this is it. it it's great to look these plants up and say yes that's 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 what i want in the garden and try and get them rod so that you're getting something all the time you've either got to go for a blaze of glory at one time you know everything flowers at one time and then perhaps go on to your shrubs to give yeah. you color or yeah. try and get some things that flower right the way through yeah you've got something flowering all the time yeah um well what i've tried to do is um is leave some gaps uh, and then fill those through the year so that there's going to be something that that yes you, that will be ready a, for that year for that a long flowering plant that's very popular is the penstemons of course as well mm. now they are stunning plants given plenty of sun and most of them will do a remarkable job 
that yeah, whether whether you put them in, there's herbaceous ones, and the others are called subshrubs, sort of halfway between a shrub and a the bottoms with a subshrub. The bottoms tend to get woody, but the yeah. tops get more, bitten more by the frost mm. later on. And mm. usually we call those subshrubs. Hebes as well are, are sometimes classed as subshrubs. Just worth mentioning that if you if you really want to to dive into herbaceous perennials, I mean there will be loads of books. But uh, somewhere that's that's well worth having a look through the catalogue is um, Hardy's um, perennials, Hardy's uh, herbaceous perennials. Ro- uh, Rosie Hardy, she's um, just brilliant, and and, and she and they grow some fantastic yeah. plants. They really do. And the catalogue is very good, and the website's very good, and you can really get a sense of what there is out there. Other jobs we can be doing: uh, deadheading narcissus. Uh, yes, try and get you, try and get them all of them. Try and. You don't want the seed, and they will run to seed. We need to get that bulb back up to size, ready for next year. And it we've got sort of after they finish flowering, you've got six to eight weeks before they start dying off. If you can try and do it, don't plat them because they need to photosynthesize with the sun. And you plat them, and most of the foliage is in the dark. Um, if you see what I mean, and yeah. you, if you want to, the time we feed Narcissus is after they finish flowering, as they're building up to the new. So, or mine down under the trees, I've got small groups of my tatar tate. They've all had a liquid feed. That will be enough now for them, and I shall just let them die, die back. But all the all the flowers have come off. Some Narcissus are just starting to flower. Yeah. Um, yes, it's amazing. There's, it's a long season for Narcissus, which is, which is fantastic. But yeah. Um, yeah, do try and deadhead if you don't want the seed on anything. Some seed, some seed heads are ornamental, but if you don't look, take hydrangeas, for instance, there's not really seeds in there because most of them are sterile. But um, you know, we leave those on because they're ornamental. But um, I think we might have a question on. Um, and hydrangeas, Rod, have we? Was it? Um, okay, I'll get I'll get to the questions in, in yes. just a moment. Um, I think just one one more thing to say before we uh, move on to the questions, and that is now is a great time if you haven't already done it, and it sounds blooming obvious, but it's amazing how many people don't. Is get your lawnmower serviced? <laughs> oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> Best time is at the end of the year, uh, so it's yes. ready. To, but yeah, get it <laughs> yeah, booked in because everybody rushes to do it at the same time, and you'll end up waiting weeks. Yes, I've I've just got a small lawn now, so I, mine's just I, I use a push mower. I love using yeah. my little push mower. I love the sound as well of a little push mower going along. Um, so I use that. And when you are doing your lawn, you haven't finished it till you've edged it. I know you've got some gorgeous metal edging for your lawn but um still you need still to need to edge it. it yeah 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 that's that's on the list the mountain of jobs i've got to do uh right um janet lord did ask a question i know you've answered this but for the benefit of of other members she was asking can i put fish blood and bone on my borders now and can i cut my hydrangea back now or is it too late i can see flowers well, well, already no i mean most people now have probably or uh, like I said, we use the hydrangea heads to protect the buds underneath and they're ornamental. They can be taken off now if you haven't done it already. And if it's an oldish plant, find three or four stems where it's very woody at the bottom 
and cut those up right the way back to the ground and that will encourage new growth so all and if you do that say over four years you've never got any growth on that plant that's over four years old because you've, you've every year you've taken some off and um, that really keeps it looking wonderful and also you've got mature wood on there to um to, to flower if you cut a hydrangea back right to the ground now it'll put some fabulous growth on but it might the wood the new wood might not mature before the end of the year and you won't get any flowers right uh cheryl di lorenzo um put a question on uh, my biggest challenge is controlling aphids and slugs i don't use pesticides because i have dogs uh, but i have tried all the traditional alternatives especially with the slush uh just can't do with beer bath so gross any suggestion please <laughs> oh uh, you can't do the beer bath well it's perhaps because you i don't know you uh you might like the beer and uh, don't want to give it to the slug with aphids uh, they usually the um, soap sprays that you can buy now usually work um it it bungs the respiratory system up and that usually works. I'm always going around flicking. I've noticed on my, I've got a lovely clematis. The tips have got, and I just flick them. But I've noticed that at this time of year, the blue tips are, I don't know if, if you've seen them in an apple tree, they're going around all the buds as they open looking for aphids because they're a great food source for birds at this time of year. Because amazingly, although it's, nesting time there's not a lot of seeds and the you know those sort of things so it, it is good if you can try and keep off any sort of sprays for now but the soap sprays won't damage blue tits and things like that it'll just get a frothy beak if you uh, I, I did see um one of the old sweats uh came up with um a solution for aphids which was if you see that um ants are making their way up the plant to have a go at the aphids uh, if you put um, Vaseline around the base of the, it's more for trees, this um, yes. fruit trees and fruit trees especially. Um, put some Vaseline in a, a sort of a band around the, the the plant or the tree. It stops the ants going up, uh, which means the aphids will get picked off by by yes. natural I'm, predators. Oh, I mean, a lot of those things do work. I mean, the um, umber moth and winter moths, the females don't have wings. They have to climb up the tree. So that's why they put grease bands around. Yeah. The thing yeah. is, they're not particularly great. They're not like coddling moth and sawfly, the real serious apple problems. So a lot of people don't use them any. They don't use them in commercial orchards, grease bands and things like that. But um, And also remember that slugs and snails do a fantastic job of, of eating rotting, you know, old leaves and things like that. So you've got to get this balance. And as I say, gardening is working against the odds so you know yeah. take certain plants but you don't need to do it other and always remember that slugs slide and snails slide over mucus so they can usually get anywhere they want and some snet and some slugs actually go 18 inches down into the soil 
So um, they can be quite a problem. But, but there are so, there are lots of good guys amongst the, the, the slugs, aren't there? Mary Porter talks often yes, about this. Absolutely. You know that that they're the actual bad guys who really destroy your plants. Um, there aren't too many uh, of those varieties. Um, no, there so, they aren't. But it's you worth know, knowing people, which ones are which. Yeah, it's the garden. You know, the little tiny ones. Mm, they're, the, they're, they're, the they're, the, they're some of the worst. Those big yeah. ones that you look and you see. Good lord, you could put a saddle on that and ride it. <laughs> they. <laughs> <laughs> they are not they are not a problem they're usually getting rid of lots and lots of rubbish in the garden yeah so again it's getting it's learning which ones are, are, are good and bad well i think that's about it well, john there, unless, you've got, we, yes. unless you've got anything to uh to add no and- i can't think of much else just enjoy the weather everybody will be getting the garden right and don't forget that the birds are nesting at the moment so do be careful how you go on okay well thank you john as ever for your time okay right lovely and your correct pronunciations (laughs) well it doesn't matter (laughs) oh you can path in a scissors tricuspidae to try that one (laughs) no thank you all right thanks everyone uh have a good week's gardening and uh we'll talk to you next week yeah all the best bye